Welcome to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast, where we talk about family and consumer sciences education. Each episode is geared to support, recruit, and retain the professional FCS educator. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to boldly celebrate with you today, families and careers. Hi, and welcome back to Connect FCS Ed. So in today's episode, I have an amazing guest. She is on my FCS advisory committee. She is a regional director, or I should actually say junior achievements program development manager, Lynn Carlson. So Lynn, thank you for joining today. Thank you for just, I guess, always being a part of my advisory board (laughs) where you're able to, you're helping keep my classes going and making sure that they partner with our communities. So thank you so much for taking the time and joining me today. Yeah, you're very welcome and good afternoon. Yeah. So I guess want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So my name is Lynn Carlson. I am the Regional Program Development Manager for Junior Achievement of Washington. My role is to help connect educators and community members to the Junior Achievement curriculum. So my job is to help educators bring Junior Achievement into their classrooms so that students can engage in the content as well as engage with community members, um, such as community groups and businesses and individual local volunteers who will also come into the classroom to deliver the junior achievement curriculum. Yeah, so I guess that kind of segues us to the first question that I have just right, right off the top of my head. What is junior achievements? So junior achievement is a hundred year old nonprofit They've been in the Tri-Cities area of Washington for the last 32 years. Their mission is to help students own their economic success. So the curriculum stands on three pillars, financial literacy, work readiness, and entrepreneurship. And these programs are free to K-12 educators and school districts, as well as community groups, after-school programs, Anyone who wants to bring this content to the youth so that they can own their economic success and participate in the global economy. Ooh, that's really good. So it kind of just, that's a perfect segue into my next question. (laughs) How does it support personal and academic student success? So Junior Achievements is not just a uh, Tri-Cities-based organization. They are a national organization as well. And even a global organization, Junior Achievement is actually in 21 countries across the world. Wow, okay. So we support students' individual success and academic success in two ways. The first is all of the Junior Achievement curriculum is mapped to Common Core requirements. So every program that is age appropriate, so we have programs for the elementary level, the middle school level, and the high school level, every program specifically maps to Common Core in math, reading, writing, arithmetic, as well as the social emotional skills. So educators can very easily blend these programs into their classroom curriculum. 
The way that we support individual success is by helping students understand what they need to learn around financial literacy. So for example, earning, saving, spending, and donating money. Key skills that I think a lot of us as adults wish we would have had when we were younger. How to make a budget, how to actually stick to it, how to manage your money and your investments. The other pillar of the curriculum is work and career readiness. So we advocate for education in a way that is career connected. Students can learn about various careers and job roles, what it takes to obtain those careers in terms of education and experience required to get those careers, and also specific skills for job hunting, how to find a job, how to interview, how to put together a resume, and how to keep a job once you get it. So all of the skills, soft skills and technical skills that employers are looking for in the next generation of leaders and in their workforce. So really helping students engage with how they envision themselves moving forward with their work and with their careers. The third pillar is entrepreneurship. So we honor that not everyone is college bound. Some folks might want to go right into the workforce by owning and starting their own business. So much of our curriculum focuses on what the entrepreneurial journey is like, what skills are required to be an entrepreneur, what to expect running and owning their own business 24-7, and even things like personal branding and business branding, how to attract and find customers, how to develop market share, all the things that future business owners need to learn to operate a profitable and successful business. So all of these curriculum and program map back both to the value of education, the value of being career connected beyond high school, and the value of multiple paths to success, whether that be trades and certifications and credentials, or college and university, or owning your own business. All the curriculum helps students succeed no matter what their vision is and what their goals are outside of school. That's, oh, I love it. The entrepreneurship side, I, I really love that. And just the three pillars of success of what you're really talking about. So what programs does it offer and cater to? So you kind of just kind of highlighted that, you know, with the entrepreneurship, our personal finance. And what was that third one? So the three pillars are financial literacy, work and career readiness, and entrepreneurship. Yes, work and career readiness. So I guess when it comes to work and career readiness, what is JA doing that maybe other curriculums are not? So for example, um, many of our programs will explore 16 career clusters. So if you are interested in STEM careers, if you're interested in, um, for example, food services and food industry careers, we have a lot of curriculum and a lot of tools that help students explore an individual career. So if I wanna be a chef, what does a day in the life of a chef look like? What kind of education is required? What are the day-to-day -day job roles and duties? What are the expectations that an employer has of me as a chef? And what are the tasks and responsibilities outside of cooking that a chef is required to do? Things like managing a team and leading a team, 
things like designing a menu, things like placing pricing for that menu. So all the various aspects of the role outside of just cooking. All of our programs explore these 16 career clusters to give students an idea of what is out there in the working world. They may not get exposure, whether it's in school or in their extracurricular activities or in their homes, they may not get exposure to what careers are even out there, what careers even exist. So we really help students explore these careers. And that is the value of in the Tri-Cities area and our, in our broader region, the 430 JA volunteers that we have across all job roles, across all industries, entrepreneurs from all lines of business can come into the classroom and speak directly to students about their specific career, their specific job role. So not only do the students get to engage in content, videos and active learning, but they also get to speak to an individual, a community member who is not their teacher and not their parent, somebody who is a role model, somebody who is in the business world and represents the working world to really help them explore those careers tangibly and in a hands-on fashion. So when an educator says, I want to bring junior achievement into the classroom, they're getting not only the value of our turnkey curriculum, that takes a series of lessons and packages it into a workshop model that is typically 30 to 45 minutes long, uh, one visit a week or several visit a, visits a week across six visits, but they get the value of that individual, that volunteer who can come into the classroom and speak directly to the students. No, well, and I could be a testimony to this because in my first school district, I brought in junior achievements for my life on your own class. And I partnered with the Auburn facility. My students loved it. They loved, we were able to do a offsite campus tour. JA has for their financial literacy part, they have JA BizTown, which is geared for, oh, third through sixth grade, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And they have the older section. Can you remind me, what is the name of the older group? Yeah, it's Finance Park. So all of JA's programs are based on experiential learning. The traditional delivery model has volunteers going into the classroom with a kit. Now that we've pivoted a lot of things to virtual, all of these experiential programs are now in simulated online environments. And what you're mentioning is the physical facility that is a full immersion simulation. BizTown is where students show up and literally take over a town. They elect a mayor, they run TV commercials, they run businesses. Every business has a CEO, a CFO, a salesperson. The students get to run payroll. They get, they get to issue debit cards at banks, and the students also get to go shopping. So they get an opportunity to learn how earning their pay translates into very tangible things like paying your utility bills or going and buying groceries. So BizTown is the full immersion facility where they literally take over a town and run businesses. The Finance Park immersion is all about adulting for a day. Students show up to the facility. And upon entering the finance park simulation, they get issued a persona. 
And that persona tells them if they're married or single, if they have children, what kind of job they have, how much money they make, how much student loan debt they may have, the whole gambit of things that influence what it's like to be an adult. And the outcome of the entire simulation is they have to create and balance a budget. So for example, those students have to select what kind of car they want to drive, what kind of house or apartment they want to live in, what kind of clothes they want to buy for their kids and how often, all the things that adults deal with on day-to-day basis in terms of making financial decisions. So Finance Park is definitely um, an amazing experience for students to have a bit of an eye-opener of what it's like for their parents and what it's like to be an adult for a day. But we definitely see the value in these physical facilities where students get that full immersion experience of the simulation and junior junior achievement of USA has done a fantastic job pivoting all of these full immersion experiences into online simulated digital environments as well. Yeah, well, I could just say it was the live simulation was absolutely amazing. And my students, when I took them to the actual finance park facility, At first, they were a little bit reluctant. Then as soon as we got into their personas and everything, they got really invested. And all of a sudden, you see them making these really hard decisions. And my my student demographic at that time, it was very urban and a lot of poverty. Having to all all of a sudden make these hard decisions that they never, they have never even thought about. It got them thinking and the conversations that we had for a couple of weeks afterwards um, was absolutely amazing and pivotal in their own families because all of a sudden I had families reaching out to me, talking to me like, oh, what, what was this program that you did? So it's a great community partner and I can't, I can't stress that enough. One of the things that has really impressed me about JAUSA and Junior Achievement of Washington is their commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. You bring up a good point about class divides and socioeconomic status, and they have made a concerted effort to continue to diversify the perspectives of the curriculum to include the perspectives of those who are at different class levels to explore to include the perspectives of the BIPOC community, to include the perspectives of folks who are outside of sort of the dominant cultural norms. So thank you for bringing that up because it is definitely a focus for junior achievement to continue to make sure that all of their programming is inclusive and equitable, no matter who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. That (laughs) equity and inclusion is a huge, that's a huge topic and it's been a huge topic for the last couple of years, but especially now here in, you know, 2020, 2021, that is, that is the, the hot word for this year. And I'm looking forward to it being the key word for many years, because we need to continue this conversation. Um, so how can we as educators, myself included, how can we and our communities, how can we partner better with JA? So for educators, there's multiple ways to get in touch with junior achievement. We have Facebook page, we have Instagram, we have LinkedIn, all the social medias, as well as folks can contact me directly uh, via my email address, or you can go to the website. 
um, jaofwashington.org, and lots of ways to get in touch and simply say, hey, I want to bring JA into my classroom. What's available? How does this work? When can we start? So I'm the point of contact for educators to be able to reach out and say, we want to engage with JA and bring your curriculum into our classroom. But I'm also supported by an entire team of program coordinators and uh, development managers and you know, our regional staff. So definitely lots of ways to reach out and get involved. Community members and community organizations, just as easy. Reach out and say, hey, I want to volunteer. I want to help deliver this junior achievement curriculum into the classrooms, into our local community groups, into our local organizations, our after-school programs. Very easy to get involved as a volunteer. The third way, as all nonprofits need, is financial support. So donations are always welcome. We host several fundraisers throughout the year where we always are looking for volunteers to help pull those fundraisers off, as well as um, for financial and in-kind donations to those volunteers. So lots of ways to engage and get involved. No, I love it. What if you are a stay-at-home parent? Because this podcast is not just geared toward educators. Yes, it's primarily, you know, we talk about that. But within this podcast, I really try to incorporate that partnership with communities and families, as well as education, education. But if you are a stay-at-home mom or dad or aunt or uncle, grandparent, and you don't have the financial experience from the, the business side, could you still be a volunteer? Yeah, absolutely. So the curriculum is turnkey. Anybody and everybody, even high school students, college students, whether you're a parent, uh, whether you're a business person, anyone can sign up to deliver this curriculum. We provide new volunteer training. We walk you through how to engage in the program guide that breaks down each lesson for the volunteer, how to use the materials, how to log into the learning management platform. We make it easy to learn how to deliver the JA curriculum. There is also a ton of free resources available online for parents to use themselves if they want to use the curriculum. Everything is absolutely free. They can go online, download activities, use the content delivery network, use the learning management system. Lots of ways for stay-at-home parents to use the curriculum to deliver to their own kids and um, definitely tons of resources for helping volunteers get ramped up. Um, I forgot to mention Junior Achievement even has a YouTube channel where you can see all of the programs. You can see what individual lessons look like and how they're delivered. So tons and tons of resources. And many of our programs are actually being translated into Spanish as well. So we're bridging that bilingual divide um, and and bridging the divide for those who are Spanish speaking in our community. That's wonderful. All right. So here is the grand. This is the ticket that I know all educators are always looking for. Where can we get your curriculum? How can we how can we partner with you? So once you reach out and say, I am an educator at this grade level. So that's the first thing I need to know is, are you elementary, middle or high school? 
I can send an overview of the programs by grade level. And let's say you pick personal finance. I want to deliver personal finance to my classroom. Then we will decide if it's going to be a teacher-led curriculum where the teachers will deliver the program or if it will be volunteer-led. After we select the grade level and the program, I get the class registered in our online system and set up for you to access all of the program materials. Everything is online, everything is digital. You can download the program guide that walks you through all of the lessons. You can log into the learning management platform, which has access to all of the fillable PDFs, all of the videos, all of the interactive learning experiences. So all you need to do is reach out and I will get you everything you need to be able to run a program and engage in the curriculum. Perfect. Well, I know there's going to be a lot of us who are going to be clamoring at this opportunity because we're always trying to find innovative and creative ways to, especially now in you know this online virtual environment of trying to incorporate these. It's not, this isn't a skill. This is a lifestyle of being able to incorporate financial business sense into our personal lives. But also, it could change the trajectory of, of a family's legacy is really what it is. We certainly hope so. And you bring up a good point, something I forgot to mention. The traditional junior achievement programs were a bit of a heavy lift for educators. For example, the Finance Park curriculum is 13 lessons long. And we realize right now in this dynamic learning environment that an educator might not have the time to deliver a curriculum that's that long. So Junior Achievement has done a really good job in offering options where programs can be delivered in a single 45-minute lesson. For example, our All About Cars program, where students can learn what it takes to select a car, buy a car, finance a car, and how much money it takes to maintain and own a car. That's a single program that can be delivered in a 45-minute session. We also have programs that are that can be delivered in a workshop model of two lessons, as well as programs that are as little as three to five lessons. We have lots and lots of micro-learning opportunities. So we have pre-recorded uh, job shadow videos, pre-recorded career speaker videos, lots of ways for the students to engage in a 30-minute window. We have an online program called Lunch with Leaders, where students literally jump into a Zoom webinar and hear directly from community leaders and learn all about their role and their career experience, as well as we have a lot of self-directed self learning materials. So students can literally log into one of our learning platforms, select a lesson or select an activity around, for example, entrepreneurship and assess their entrepreneurial competencies and characteristics and skill sets. So lots of little micro learning opportunities and lots of self-directed learning opportunities because we realize that these are very dynamic times for educators and we're very cognizant of Zoom fatigue and students um, kind of starting to wear out this time of year with their motivation. So we try to make the opportunities really engaging and, and really um, a light lift for everyone to engage in. Absolutely. And especially with, you know, senioritis is starting to <laughs> with, with our high school seniors who are really looking forward to graduating after this COVID year. So uh, <laughs> I think by being able to incorporate, you know, these 
skills, but they're habits. Habits of success is kind of what I like to call refer to them as. And showing them what you are doing right now in these four walls or within your computer screen, this isn't how it's always going to be. As soon as you graduate, your life is going to drastically change. It's either you are immediately moving out, you are getting a job and living at home, but all of a sudden your parents are shifting that financial responsibility onto you going, hey, you have your own cell phone bill. I, you, you're constantly using up my data. So you have to go get your own. And how much are cell phones? Our smartphones are on average about $800. I'm saying just average. And then we have, and then, so that's just their phone. And then they're having to buy a plan or they buy burner phones. There's all of these things, but that is an added expense that they've never had to incorporate before. Really teaching students the value of what you're referring to, the value of that financial literacy. It is so important for them because we want them to be successful in life. I really feel like that's the volunteer, the value that the volunteers bring into the classroom. All of the junior achievement curriculum is meant to be skill-based, practice-based, right? They get the opportunity to repeat some skills. And all of the curriculum is meant to give students some exposure to what it's like out in the real world, what it's like to really have a job, to really be employed. And the volunteers are the ones who really bring that home and help the students connect to what they're learning in the classroom and connect those dots of what it's like out in the real world. So you bring up a good point. That is exactly what the Junior Achievement Curriculum is here to do. Yeah, so please, educators, families, anybody listening to this episode, please join in, join in the conversation in trying to help promote more financial literacy, but also partnering with junior achievements of not just Washington, but of U.S., um, the national organization, because the more that we're able to partner with organizations such as JA, the better off we all are in helping lift our economy. Yeah. So once again, jawashington.org or ja.org to reach out and get connected and engage in these programs. Please. Well, thank you, Lynn. This has been wonderful. And again, thank you so much for just joining, being on my advisory board, one. And that is how I know Lynn, and she's amazing. And it's such a great perspective to be able to hear from her her side uh, in joining us. And Lynn, thank you for just taking the time and, and joining me today and sharing your passion for financial literacy, one, but also junior achievements. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining the conversation today. Each episode on the Connect FCS Ed podcast, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers, students, and families everywhere. If you could do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. My mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well. Thanks again for spending your time with me today and be sure to visit fcspodcast.com for past episodes and resources to help spread the word that family and consumer sciences is today's home economics.